0: Entrepreneurial Women with Purpose is focused on educating, empowering, and investing in women to support them with harnessing an entrepreneurial mindset to create the change in the world for the greater good. Through this series, we connect with women from all across New Zealand to inspire, teach, and share their pearls of wisdom through storytelling and sharing. I'm Katherine Vandermeulen, the founder of Entrepreneurial Women with Purpose. Welcome to Entrepreneurial Women with Purpose. We are joined today by Candace Party, the CEO and founder of Job Loads. How are you? Oh Kilda
1: and uh, Catherine. I'm 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 wonderful. Thank you.
0: <laughs> we were just talking earlier about not having New Year's resolutions but more intentions for the year. Let's start with some of your intentions for the year. Uh, yeah, um uh, geez, um, uh I've, I
1: always, um, I think everyone kind of has this one around finding a bit more balance um, and that's that's definitely an intention for me. Um, this year, I've always got a lot of plates on the go. Um, and I talked, I, I talked a little bit about that too with my plates. What, these ones are going off to the side and these ones are building momentum. So really just trying to find that balance to keep everything together, family and work life.
0: Um, that's a real huge um, focus for
1: me this year. And
0: what are some of those plates that are really gaining momentum in your world at the moment?
1: Yeah, in my world, um, my, my business, uh, Job Loads, is um, starting to gain momentum. Uh, and, and I've been doing this for nearly two years now. Uh, and I started it from a little seed um, and finally starting to see that seed flourish. Um, There's a Māori fakatoki that I I really resonate with, and it's nurture the seed and it will blossom. And and I feel like that's really starting to happen for my business. Um, And the same's happening with my family as well, Uh, really putting a lot of focus on um, uh, spending time with my children. I have three young children, my husband, and we've just bought a puppy. <laughs> to our family as well, um, and to make everything a little bit more hectic on moving house uh, tomorrow too, so <laughs> so yeah yeah um it's all happening at once
0: um, and so those are some of the things that's going on in my world and so let's go back to who you are as a person so who is canvas party um, so i uh,
1: I grew up in um in Brisbane. Uh, North Island, New Zealand, Aotearoa, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm Māori, uh, I'm Ngāti Porou, Manuhiri, my um, tribes, and uh, I grew up in a really large family, uh, so that's you know that's really the essence of me, um, and and I was one of eight eight children, um, and my mum she was a sole parent, and and we grew up um, very reliant on. Uh, so the social welfare state and, and, and the benefit, and really just um, always struggled to get by. Um, that's something that I remember a lot. My mum was a really strong wahine, but, you know, um, yeah, she had a lot of challenges um, trying to feed all these children, keep them clothed and keep them warm. She did the best that she could. Uh, but we struggled, and so um, I remember the struggle a lot. And and I guess what what that made me as a person is I'm an extremely resilient person. Uh, uh, I've got a lot of mana and strength behind me because of it. Um, and then, I guess later in life, because um, we we'd grown up in this um, our, our little house and and having like five sisters and, and a couple of brothers it's just madness <laughs> and, and so uh i remember when i finally did leave the home uh and i um i'd written a note um i'd written a letter to get into university unfortunately my marks were not great i did not thrive in the education system in new zealand um and i i, I managed to get in and I think that that was just that persistence. I always was a very persistent person and I wanted more for my life. And um I found that actually through um through through tertiary education and through the mentors that I met there um, along the journey. Um, I had some really awesome Wahi Netour uh professors that took me under their wing while I was at university. Um, I studied business and I and I graduated with a master's first class honours. Um, and that really set me on my path to changing i guess uh um, my my financial situation and and just actually the way that I was as a person over time um I became th- those resilient traits i guess um were really good in the business world and so uh yeah i I thrived once I hit the corporate world and I worked for um, blue chip um, businesses and um and the likes. So yeah, and that's me. Um, uh, and that built, built me as um, a, a business woman. But um, be at the root of it, I'm also a, a real uh, whānau oriented, family
0: oriented woman as well. And so those, and so, those are two, oh, sorry, no, sorry, you go. <laughs> I was just gonna say, so tell us about that, you know, you mentioned before about being persistent. How has that persistence really played into your call to adventure to starting job loads?
1: Yeah, uh, I think it's 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 an extremely um, valuable trait of mine, or it's probably one of my more powerful ones. I feel because when you go to start a startup uh, and and you have an idea, um, it's great. A lot of people have ideas, but. But um, executing on the, on that idea and building a vision and bringing people along with you that's extremely difficult to do um, and and you need to have a really uh, you know you need to have uh, well I, I know I have it um, kind of this uh, real deep focus you know um, I kind of I've got I've got I know what I want um, and I know that I need to set my intent and build a bit of about my plan and my values and my vision around it, and then I know how to go out and get it. Um, and 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 to be unwavering um, when you're going to come up against a lot of roadblocks when you go out to start a business, particularly when I started Jobload. Some of the, you know, there were a lot of people that were highly critical of the business model. Um, they would say, "Oh, that's a good idea, but you know, you can't. That's not going to work." um and and yeah you just kind of let it just uh wash off your back (laughs) and you just keep going and that's what persistence is you know and that's what I, I know I have and and over the last two years I found that um with persistence you also need a really strong team around you um and and to be able to mobilize and bring that team along the journey with you and 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 be loyal and stay with you and the, and those are some of the and and that and that just comes when people are doing something that they believe in and
0: that they love and that's and that's what what's happened with job loads so so you mentioned that people were highly critical of the business model are you open to sharing what that business model was and where it has evolved to to where job loads is today
1: yeah so um the it was really interesting uh, the way I'll, I'll share with how it all really came to be, um, you know, I had started this business uh, back in 2017. Um, I'd moved my family from Auckland, uh, and I had a really um, huge corporate role there. But I wanted a change, so we came um, we came back to Gisborne, where I where I grew up, uh, and I went and purchased this commercial Persimmon Orchard and took over management. Um, at the time, uh, that was a really crazy thing to do because I've just got no experience in horticulture. Um, but I can run a business, so I thought, I can do this. But very early on, I encountered issues finding um, labor. And I wondered, where are all the pickers? How do I find them? Why can't I keep them? Um, and at the time, uh, the growers would tell me, hey, look, um, what you need to do is you need to call a contractor. These are third party. Um, labour hire companies, they employ the workforce, they bring it to you, it's really easy for you, all you do is you pay them a service for you to do it but my business model for job loads in the end you know, I've, what I did is I found that there was an imbalance with that model because uh, unfortunately the workers were really unhappy, um, they, they didn't feel valued for their work and a lot of them were being paid poorly if paid at all um, and and being exploited, so there was a lot of challenges on the worker side who worked for these third-party operators. Um, but at the same time, I was really unhappy because I could not find a reliable labor supply. So there was a real tension there that I could see that needed um, that needed to be um, closed. And and that's really where job loads started. At the time, we started it as car loads. Uh, and it's evolved into job loads. The critical nature was um you know we have these third party contractors who are running you know pretty substantial businesses, and I guess you know it starts to become a real territorial play because you know um, we want to bypass those those contractors because What I knew as a a grower is I wanted to have the control of the workforce. In other words, I wanted to employ them myself, but I had always had a problem of how do I get them to my site? Um, And and in the past, the contractor would put them into vans and do that. The job loads model um, puts people into rideshare crews so that they can ride and work together. Um And that's where we start to cut out those vans, and so that's that's quite contentious really, because um we start to bypass um, i guess contractors who have taken a significant portion of the market for a long time without really adding the value back um to the worker particularly so yeah it's it's, it's um and 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 that's going to happen um we're not going to please everyone, but um our customers, the
0: growers and the workers. Absolutely, um, we'll find more value with job loads. And isn't that just part of the entrepreneurial spirit? Yeah. Seeing something that doesn't work for everyone, that there's not that win win balance in the stakeholder Mm. uh, model and finding a new way of doing things. And that's where that disruption comes into play. And of course, in that disruption, you know, you have a lot of people that you might ruffle their feathers. So, um, I'm sure every entrepreneur in the world has experienced a few of those. So oh, thanks for yes. sharing that wonderful story. <laughs> yes,
1: you need to um, really be brave and, and and own own it. You know, um, and and know that you know, and 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 remember why you're doing it. And and I think that's what's great about entrepreneurs. It, it's really an unwa- unwavering spirit. You just keep going,
0: no matter the hurdles. <laughs> so. And- I love that you mentioned the word brave because bravery and courage are really two leading traits of entrepreneurs. How have those played a part in your experiences?
1: Yeah, um, bra- brave to <laughs> brave to leave your job or you know the security of a job and I feel like that's always that first step that people you know I know a lot of people started as a side hustle, their their, their startup business and then and then it evolves into a full um, fledg- fledgling business for themselves. In my case, I went to all in, um, and that was after getting some early validation on the idea at a startup weekend. So I found that was quite quite a good place to go, because I had just um, had my daughter, and I think she was gosh how old, three months at the time. So she was young, and I'd gone along to the startup weekend. Um, and 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 like many mothers um, out there who who will understand, I always felt like I'd lost maybe you know like I felt like I I I I'm, I lost time when I've um, taken time off with my child and and maybe I'm not as um, as as sharp as I was prior, and so it was quite daunting for me to go along to the startup. We can get up in front of people, talk about my idea, and get my head back into the game of business. Uh, but it was really good because it gave me that it, to stand up and be brave and go along to that um, really changed my life. Uh, once we found some early validation uh, at, at Startup Weekend, we'd done this. Um, we put up a little post on Facebook uh, and, and, we, and I said, hey, look, I'm looking for some workers. Um, and I was really transparent on the conditions of the work. Uh, and I had a photo of myself. Um, standing in my orchard so people could see who I was the grower so there was like really high transparency and I said if they could organize a carload of um, them and their mates to come and work on my site together and I was looking for 20 people and it was really interesting Um, that post went up at like 7am on a Sunday morning and just a public forum uh, Facebook forum and within 10 minutes, we'd booked all 20 workers. Um, and this is in the middle of a worker shortage. So I always found that that was a really interesting thing when people were saying there's no workers, but we found them in 10 minutes. Um, and then that post went viral because we had hundreds of workers, um, people say that they could organize their car loads. And so it was really interesting um, because that, that validated to me that there was something in the idea. And that gave me the confidence to start the business the next day. Um, and at the time of course it was just an idea but um, over the last two years we've started to build it into what the business is um, going out to do today which is uh, we're launching our our app into the market so yeah it's pretty crazy and so what does the word purpose mean to you um like purpose for me is you know uh, it's about standing and standing strong and knowing where you're heading um, and what you believe in knowing what you believe in and and I guess our business you know we we are a um, of course we're you know we're driven um, well we're profit for purpose we're a profit, profit and purpose driven business right because I feel like you know and particularly in this day and age I feel like you know, you have to be for a force for social and business good. And that's where I've really, um, and I'm really passionate about that. And so um, for us, uh, purpose is about, and we've got to be able to define that too, you know, so, you know, my one-liner about job loads, you know, we believe that there's um, dignity in every job and people can find mana at work. And uh, that's... Um, and that and that's what really drives us. Um, and and you need to go a step further, I guess, if you're going to really start to try and think around your purpose. You want to measure it. You want to understand what that what what does finding money at work actually look like? And and for us, um, we 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 have an impact model that we're working towards. Um, and we also support the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals and passionate about. SDG 8 which is around decent work for all and economic growth and SDG 10 uh, reducing inequality. Inequality so um, for us it's, 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 it's super important um, and really gives us that edge um, in what we're doing as well.
0: And so thinking about you as a person what are some of the daily rituals and routines that make you the best version of yourself? Obviously, as a busy mother, entrepreneur, businesswoman, you know, we play many roles. But where do you take that time for yourself to connect to yourself in those in that everyday, everyday time?
1: Yeah, I um, I really have to this is an area that i'm not perfect at <laughs> and uh i never have been very great at finding that balance um i'm always i've always loved to to be busy but that's it's just not sustainable you know and i've recognized that over the years that it isn't sustainable to be super busy i have three young children Um, husband puppy and I have this um, flourishing business um, and I have a team of people that I'm supporting you know it's just madness a lot of the time and so for me uh you know it's it's having um, it's having that support around me. You know I can't do everything, and you never can, and you've got to always acknowledge that, and being able to delegate out tasks, but also to be able to lean on uh, mentors and and support groups, and some of my groups that I lean on um, is Sheo Network, uh, which is um, a network of radically generous generous women um, working on the world's to do list. Um, we we were we were part of. Um, we got voted in as a SHEO venture last year. Um, and so, you know, uh, MJ Ryan, one of the um, one of the mentors over there, she's fantastic. Teresa Gatting and um, Christy Reynolds have been huge supporters of mine um, and Nikki Shook for PR. So we, we're just like, it's you've got to have your team with you and people that will back you 100%. Um, and then my quiet time, <laughs> I, um, I have a friend uh, who's a, um, like a spiritual mentor for me and um, I really lean on, uh, she's got an app that I lean on that I use and uh, and, and I use it to basically keep me grounded and um, I meditate, um, I, I do a, my meditation, my spiritual practice practice. Um, yeah i really keep on top of that every week it's the way that i get through it all to be honest um and then outside of that yeah it's obviously just um working and exercise and and really eating well and i'm sure these are the basic things that everyone does but it's just it's just necessary when you're
0: trying to do so much <laughs> so you've got a seriously influential support network there under that ceo a group of radically generous women, Teresa Gatting, Nikki Shook, um, you know, all have been yeah. part of the entrepreneurial women with purpose uh, journey for me as well. So wonderful, Very wonderful nice. support network in that. So yeah. thinking about this time of global change, how have these times created new opportunities for you? Yeah,
1: um, because the, the, you know, we're looking at the workforce, right, and and mobilising people into work. And during during post covid world you know we've got um we've got borders closed uh and we're we're heavily focused on the seasonal workforce and um in the past uh in in new zealand we've focused um we've as growers we've relied heavily on bringing in rsc workers which are pacific migrant workers that you bring in Um, that we would bring in specifically um, to do some of our seasonal jobs mixed in with backpackers but of course with our closed borders um, that's created an opportunity for us as a nation to start looking in our own communities and um, asking the question as to why we can't get them to work these jobs that we have because we've got thousands of jobs to fill in the upcoming um, kiwifruit harvest apple harvest season so uh, yeah, for me, it's 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 been um, an opportunity because I was always really um, empathized with the local worker, Māori Pacific Island workers um, specifically, and that vulnerable horticulture worker—the ones who you know really struggle to make ends meet and don't have that job security—that they have always been my passion, and it's um, unfortunately because of well, fortunately I should say because of COVID. Uh, it, it has allowed everyone to look back towards them, um, and, and to look to attract them into the roles. Um, they've always been there. But I think we had started to get into this um, habit of uh, wanting to to rely on a good RSC worker who was reliable, who came with an intent to work in New Zealand. And, um, and, and and we need to look outside of that as well and mix it up so it's been um it's been good good for that and we can see some positive impact heading back into the community because we we're hiring local as well
0: and so thinking about the next 12 months for you and obviously around that hiring local piece where else will you focus your impact in the next 12 months
1: yeah in the next 12 months um for us it's about really just it's starting to focus on um, who we're working with and um, what what areas of horticulture and, and what regions we're going to work in. So really starting to expand out across the regions. Right now, we're um, heavily focused in the Bay of Plenty region and Gisborne and Hawke's Bay, but we want to obviously um, provide employment across Aotearoa and that's where we're heading over the next 12 months. Uh, And we are also part of, well, we're part of CEO and um, we've just been accepted onto the Startmate Accelerator, which is an Australian um, accelerator that's come into New Zealand as well. Accelerators help um, startups really flourish and accelerate their business quickly. Um, And I see huge opportunity for us um, to move into the Australian market with job loads as well, because... Uh, they have the same problems that we're facing Um, it's a global problem uh, around how do people how do you engage with people motivate and empower them to work with mana so um, yeah there's there's huge opportunity for us to really have some positive impact across um, Aotearoa and Australia at this point so we're, we're, we're
0: towards going that way. So what's that one thing that you are super passionate about that you would like to call an hour entrepreneur or women with purpose community to take action on? I'm, I'm really just,
1: um, I'm super passionate about, um, you know, about empowering women because I guess for me, some of the challenges that I had faced around, uh, you know, start, like I started a business, then I needed to go and find funding for a business. And I know a lot of women businesses have those problems and challenges. Um, really getting, you know, I joined the CEO network because I could see that they were women supporting women, you know, and, 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 and they provided me with an interest free loan um, to be able to push my business forward. And then on top of that, um, we raised follow on funding from the woman, um, from women within the network of 300K as well on top of the loan. And so, you know, it's just an amazing, amazing group of women supporting women. And because I found that support, um, starting with Teresa who led my follow on funding round, Theresa Gatting, um, you know, that that's just completely transformed my business because other VCs then followed through, um, and it just shows the power of of, of Wahine tour, and um, we've got some amazing amazing wahine in this country that are um, that are here to help. And I hope to be able to do the same um, for other women starting businesses uh, in Aotearoa as well um, as I go on my journey too. So yeah, just look at look around and 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 try and support where you can and really find those networks, um, that support group to help um, because then we can multiply our
0: impact um, faster together. It definitely is about multiplying our impact faster. So thank you so much, Candice, for sharing your world with entrepreneurial women with purpose. Oh, kia thank you, Catherine. Aspect Skincare and Advanced Skin Technology are proud partners of entrepreneurial women with purpose, supporting women to be the best versions of themselves and loving the skin they are in through education, empowerment, and investment in their futures.